Are you ready? Yo. It's time, time to separate the men from the boys. boys. And get down to the business of sport right here on the world famous Ginger's Perspective. Hello and welcome to Football 2 Plus 3. We return after some time off and I've got to apologize up front to Mo Suleiman. I've dropped the ball. I've scored the own goals. I've been offside to use all the football analogies. I've uh, been yellow carded. Uh, twice. Uh, eventually, there's a red card, but now we're back in the mix. and Injury as well. And I've picked up a hamstring injury. So uh, there you have it. Uh, apologies. Please accept them. It's good to have you back. Uh, Mo, it's good to be chatting football again. And I think this weekend is quite an interesting one. Potentially a title decider. Could I go as far, far as saying that? Or, or one? No, no, not a title decider. Maybe a game that will have huge bearing on the way the title goes, because you've got Man City away to Liverpool, both teams on 19 points. Pep Guardiola says he's afraid of Liverpool's attack. What do you make of it all? Well, he should be afraid of them. I mean, last season, Liverpool dominated City. I mean, in the Champions League, in the league at, at Anfield, they beat them as well. So, you know, they, they, they would be afraid of them. But if there's one team that could probably stop this Liverpool side from claiming the title, It'll probably be Man City. I think, you know, a lot has been said about Chelsea now, 10 games unbeaten in all competitions, putting pressure, Eden Hazard playing some sensational football. But I think consistency is where Man City will probably edge everyone else out, is that they are such the polished units with players in each position and depth in each, each position, then I think they have that sustainability factor. Whereas you feel... With Liverpool, and, and, and correct me if I'm wrong here, but if Mo Salah gets injured or a, a Mane or a Firmino, there's, there's some holes there in that attack. Yeah, definitely there are holes. I mean, Mo Salah hasn't been doing uh, as well as he was last season. He's been a bit, you know, off form. But you're right. I mean, City do have much more strength in depth. But, um, you know, Liverpool have sorted out a lot of their problems. And, uh, you know, we could be in for a classic encounter. I mean, if you watched that Liverpool-Chelsea game last weekend, it was entertaining. Eh? Fantastic game of football. Absolutely fantastic. Liverpool are playing great football. They're a pleasure to watch. Uh, Virgil van Dijk at the back has made a huge difference because it allows him to, like, uh, Jurgen Klopp to, to tinker a bit with his, his defence in terms of who partners who, Matip comes in, you know, Gomez, those sort of things, you know. So it's given him that solidity at the back. Um, but you've got a City side that are are just so, so well-oiled and, and playing some, some good football. It, it will be interesting to see what happens at Anfield this weekend. It will be a, a, an epic battle. I just hope that we get goals. You know, it, it shouldn't just be, you know, attack, attack. I want goals, man, like a 3-3 three, three or... <laughs> yeah, we want a cracker. Know. Yeah, we want a cracker. Why not? And uh, if it's a draw, it's even better because I can't stand both of them. <laughs> but, uh, you know, we want to watch a good game of football. Yeah, I think it will be a good one. That uh, is, of course, the last game on Sunday to wrap up uh, the weekend's Premier League action. I think, um, I think Man United fans want to see a great game because we've been deprived of uh, entertaining football for so long. Oh, my goodness be Where do we start with this whole saga? Because... Um, that we'll video of our podcast. Yeah, <laughs> that video um, surfaced of him and Pogba having words 
clearly there is uh, unhappiness but from the players and from Mourinho, who's become more and more sullen with every press conference. Something's not 100%. Against Valencia, though, they looked like there was a little bit more effort being put in by the players. I know Ashley Young could return for the game at Old Trafford on Saturday afternoon. But what do you make of it all? Has Mourinho lost the plot? Is it time for him to go? Or is he waiting to get sacked? Because I think, and and this is highly, highly unlikely, because uh, Newcastle United's attack has been about as sharp as a rubber duck's backside. Um if Newcastle happened by some miracle to beat United at Old Trafford this weekend, I think the numbers will be up for Mourinho, but it's not going to happen. So what's what do you make of it all? Well, firstly, I mean, Newcastle will definitely be up for this game. I mean, they've seen United perform at Old Trafford and they'll be ready. It's just a matter of the quality. I think that they lacked a little bit of quality to beat them, like unlike West Ham. You know, they've got a bit more quality and they were able to do it. But from the United point of view, to be honest, I feel the entire club is just in a mess. They've got no direction. They've got, you know, they it's just one big mess. They've lost control. And I don't think it's only Mourinho to blame. I think it's the players. I think it's Ed Woodward. It's everyone. You think? Pogba's arrival caused more problems than solutions for for absolutely, Mourinho. Absolutely, it's caused. But it, I mean, it, it has caused a lot of problems because it's upset the balance of the team, and also you know. But Mourinho wanted him, and he knew what he was getting. He's getting an outlandish person, and I think the, the problem is that Mourinho is not the man management type of manager. He doesn't really manage all his his play, players over the years. And that that's you know just cause a problem for the club. Big problems indeed. Um, people are saying. I think there's only one man that can save him. Zinedine Zidane. No, Fergie. <laughs> Sort the whole mess out. I mean, it's it's clear that the club it's in a mess, and the manager's lost control of the situation because every day you hear of more players being disgruntled, unhappy. And to be fair, I really, I can't stand watching them. It's just so depressing. So you, you think that they should maybe get Fergie and just to sort of uh, settle the, the, the unhappiness? Or do you think someone's got to go? Either Pogba's got to go or Mourinho's got to go? The thing is, it's more likely Mourinho would go. I mean, Pogba can't go anywhere now. Transfer window is closed. You can either just dump him in the reserves. and uh, That's the only thing. But, you know, it's more more likely. But will he go is, I mean, uh, they talk of a large sum to be paid out. Well, at this stage, I mean, United, the way they're going, they're not going to be anywhere near European football and they're going to lose money anyway. So how much are they going to lose there by sticking with Mourinho? Look, I mean, it is only October. He could turn things around, but I can't see it happening unless he's willing to compromise and make a change from within. Listen to what his players are asking for more attacking you know, you look at some of the players. I mean, Sanchez, the man's born to attack. But if he's got to constantly be tracking back and defending, what he can't attack quickly enough. If you watched him for Arsenal, I mean, you would have seen. It's just like a totally different player. He spent half the game chasing, you know, tracking back to defend it. He's not an attacking threat anymore. Yeah, and this is not the first time that Mourinho has been in the situation. Look what happened at Chelsea on his return. Yeah, the players just outright refused. 
to play exactly. for him. And it, it cost him his job. So maybe we, it's going to be the third season syndrome. I really hope it isn't because, look, he sort of, when he came in, he brought a bit of stability. He brought trophies. There was a good vibe. You felt that United could challenge. I mean, last season, the beginning of the season, they were winning games, matching City game for game. And then it's all just gone horribly wrong. Yeah, no, it has. It has indeed. Let's, and I don't um, think Zidane's the answer. I also don't think so. I think they need a man manager. I mean, any Allardyce. No, no, no. Please no. <laughs> um, I would like to see something fresh and new. You know what I'm saying? Like someone yeah, out of yeah. left field, like what Surrey is doing at Chelsea. He has breathed new life into that Chelsea team. Uh, breathed? I don't know because he's a smoker. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> no, okay, but he's, yeah, look, he's I mean, huffed he and gets, puffed some life. He, 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 he's definitely, you know, brought him. But then also they were on, you know, on the brink of a downward spiral with Antonio Conte. There was fighting. There wasn't happiness. So maybe a new manager is a good thing. You know, it it sort of lifts everybody's spirit because you know, got rid of the old guy who's making you, who's, who's depressing you. But for me, Zidane's not the answer. There's, uh, I think they should look. It's someone within the club, maybe bring in Michael Carrick and say, listen, you take over, bring in Ryan Giggs, bring Gary Neville, do anything. Yeah, yeah, I, th- I think they need to change. I mean, unfortunately, Gary Neville's managerial record hasn't quite been uh, worthy of United, the stint at Valencia. But anyway, I-, I agree, though. I think it's time for change and before things get too hectic. But if, if Newcastle United somehow with their problems that they have, and their problem is a confidence problem. I, I look, that, that squad is not great. So we know that. But they're hard grafters and they're just low on confidence. So if they manage to nick it somehow, I think mm-hmm. Mourinho could be gone by this time next week, which is international window. So it might buy United time. Who knows? We'll, we'll have to wait and see. But I think... But Newcastle have been all right. I mean, okay, look, they haven't won this season. But you look at the close games. They lost a whole bunch of them 2-1. They drew with Palace last week, you know, uh, it was away from home, right? Yeah, it was Leicester. We we lost to oh. Leicester and then Palace was the week before. But the Chelsea game could have gone either way. The Arsenal game could have gone either way. The Cardiff game, Kennedy missed a penalty um, to win the game. So Newcastle could well be sitting in a different position. But this is football. This is what happens. I think the big problem with Newcastle is Ashley, Mike Ashley, who has met the players for a pizza this week to try and mend fences. Um Despite reports, we'll say that again. What a cheapskate pizza! Yeah. I mean, you've got high-paid players unless he pays them really low and they value a pizza. But anyway, yeah, get I, it. I think what's happened it was the buffet. Eat as much as you like for ten pounds. Um, yeah. But I think with Ashley, what's what's happened is he hasn't invested when he needed to, and it's starting to bite Newcastle on the backside. Also, the protests that are happening outside St James's Park and Sports Direct as well as the link with Peter Kenyon, who um, is trying to raise money to buy Newcastle United, is all very unsettling. Also, Rafa Benitez, less than a year left on his contract. I think he'll leave at the end of the season. So there's a lot of uncertainty and stuff that needs to happen now. Ashley needs to make money available in January uh, because we're seeing the same thing over and over again. But I don't want to harp on this because it's very depressing for me because watching Newcastle was very painful uh, last weekend against Leicester, it was tepid, lukewarm, and just the only shot on target was from 60 yards out. It was embarrassing. So I don't see them beating United at Old Trafford. I do see a response, though, but I don't see them winning. I think let's shift over um, to some of the other games. Um, 
You know, we spoke about Chelsea. Arsenal also, the new manager, Unai Emery, looks to have finding some rhythm at the moment. They're unbeaten in eights in all competitions. They go up against Fulham on Sunday, and Fulham at Craven Cottage are a very different entity. They're, they're a compact, uh, easy-on-the-eye team, and I think with uh, Mitrovic and some of the other players there, they, they could prove a handful for, for Arsenal. Yeah, well, it's another one of these London derbies. It happens every weekend, it seems. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Fulham at home, it would be tough for Arsenal and, you know, because it's a closed space and all of that. And, you know, Una Emery might be, he might be in for a, a lesson in football when it comes to that game. Yeah, that could be an interesting one. That could be a bit of a litmus test for him, I think. Um, it's a potential banana skin, that game. But, I mean, they're on some good form. I mean, they really, they're putting their foot down and, and, and you know, Fulham have been on a downward spiral. They haven't won a game in like four matches. So they they, they sort of, they, they, they're just above Newcastle. Eh? Yeah, I know. That's the thing, though. It'll be interesting to see who contests that bottom three. Um, I think Newcastle will be there. Huddersfield, Cardiff definitely are going to be down. Uh, they've been woeful so far. Um, they go up against Spurs. Spurs also haven't looked quite comfortable, have they? Because they don't really have a, uh, a home stadium that they've settled into, if you know what I mean. It's been in and about, and they've played at Wembley and played, you know, and it's been weird for them. But Pochettino appears to be a man under pressure at this stage. Well, look, I mean, he's he's got some decent results in the league. I think the Champions League, they've been battered a few times. Um, only unfortunate thing is that they're playing Cardiff at Wembley. If you've seen what the Wembley pitch looked like against Barcelona, shocking. Thanks to Anthony Joshua's fight. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, uh, Look, I mean, they're sitting sort of okay in, in fourth place. And, and you know, they, I think that a lot of their star names are injured. If they come back, then they're a bit stronger. But, I mean, Spurs really need to focus more on the league because the Champions League is looking further and further away from them yeah, to get up that tough group. Yeah, and all, in all um, seriousness, those Barcelona goals were unreal. Messi was just at another level. I uh, thought I was playing it on PlayStation at one stage. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mo, let's uh, switch our attention now to our fantasy setup. And, I mean, it's been a tricky one because, you know, I think for a lot of guys, they've tried to, to do the seller thing. Eden Hazard's been drafted in. Harry Kane has been floating around and he's coming on the end of goals now. Um, Aguero is a mainstay. But these guys all cost money, you know. Do, do you continue now at this stage in October to, like I've done, play my wild card and, and shift things around? Or what's your take on things? I think now would be the right time to play a wild card. Um, also because of the amount of players getting injured, uh, suspensions coming into play. And you, you're going to need to make more than one uh, uh, transfer in a week. Yeah. And especially if you want to get good quality players. So you sort of have to make two transfers just to get one good player that you know, like Hazard or something like that. But, uh, you know, there's a lot of potential out there. you just got to know what to look for. Yeah, you know, You've got to check who the teams are playing, you know, if they were playing in the Champions League or no games during the week. But for me, Mo Salah's been disappointing. I actually chucked him out of my team, brought in Eden Hazard, and I'm doing much better now with him. Yeah, I've also done Hazard. I mean, if you're looking at um, the fixtures this weekend now, um, and as you say, you've, 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 picked, you've picked the players. So, for example... Um, Man City, Liverpool, it's almost like they'll cancel each other out there. You know, you, yeah. you, you have to be very cautious how you go that side. Chelsea, um, with their clash, 
Uh, Hazard, you expect potentially to pick up points there. Um, so you've got, as you say, very rightly, you've got you've got to look at at horses for courses here, and, and it gets tricky when you've got like last season, for example, you knew Harry Kane and Salah and your team, you're styling, you're styling exactly, exactly. And yeah, you, now it's very tricky. It's very tricky. Yes, I mean, Harry Kane might not even get a goal or something like that. Uh, uh, but it, it will be a tough, uh, a tough uh, weekend for managers this weekend. Yeah. Because a lot of people have got Man City players and some have got Liverpool players. So it's just a matter of who performs better. But I mean, like you said, if it's a massive score draw, then you, you score good points with those players. Yeah. So but I, I stay away from either side's defenders. Eh? Well, well, this is the thing. You've got to pick your defenders. And, and one thing I've been conscious of is like, for example, who are the defenders who take corners and free kicks? You know, um, Watford's Hollandbus, for example. He takes yes. all their free kicks. Um, uh, you look at uh, Trippier, um, you know, Alonso. Those are your type of guys, but they all come at a price. So it's a balancing act and getting that budget right and picking horses for courses. Well, my, my definite pick for this weekend would be Anatovic. You know, he looks on good form. He'll get you good points tonight, definitely. And uh, he should be the, the, the guy you should go to. Yeah, Brighton, um, Brighton and West Ham do battle tonight. I think 9 o'clock South African time, so it should be interesting. We're going to have to leave it there, Mo. Thank you very much, um, as always. Apologies once again for the delay. We will be back international window next week, so I think we'll do one next week where we recap on what's been happening in the week. Remember to catch us on iTunes under the Ginger's Perspective, cs2plusc.co.za. Also on Facebook, on cs2plusc, my page there. SoundCloud, you can check it out there too. And remember to give us a follow on Twitter, at football 2 plus 3 and um, Mo at Creepy Crawly to check those out for all things football and uh, give us some feedback. We'd love to hear from you. Mo, your parting words? As always, be champions. There you have it. Enjoy the football. Good luck. It should be a cracker uh, between Liverpool and Man City on Sunday. That will be the way to wrap up the weekend. Hopefully we see four all. That would be amazing. Thanks for listening.